Hello and welcome to the Zetamar podcast. I'm Tom Bowker, the editor of Zetamar News, and our podcast today will be in two parts. First, I'll be discussing the latest breaking news stories from the last few days with Fernando Lima, our regular guest, a Mozambican journalist and publisher of the newspapers Savannah and Mediafax. Then in part two, we'll be taking another look at the latest Cabaligado monthly report, this time with analyst Peter Bofin, who will be giving us a regional overview of propaganda by the Islamic State, Central Africa province, and how that plays into uh, its relations with Al-Shabaab, the uh, group from Somalia. First, though, to Fernando Lima to discuss today's news. Okay, good morning, Fernando. Thanks for joining us again here on the Zetamar podcast today, Tuesday, the 25th of January, 2022. Um, we are going to start this morning by looking at um, a general look at the Mozambican economy. There have been a couple of interesting uh, updates out this week from banks which look at the Mozambican economy closely. First, we had Rand Merchant Bank in South Africa. Um, they've raised their economic growth forecast for this year to 4%. Um, and then today we got Standard Bank, who always, um, through their Mozambican economist, Fazio Musa, uh, give, always give us very uh, detailed and uh, worth reading snapshot of, of where the economy is at and where, where they think it might go. They're a little less bullish. I think they're talking about 3.2% this year. But Fernando, what, the, these, um, these improved forecasts are based on uh, what they think is a better outlook for security in Cabo Delgado and um, maybe also the recent IMF statement that they are looking towards putting in place a new program with, with Mozambique. Uh, yes, uh, there is a combination of uh, factors that uh, have uh, 2022 to look uh, uh, quite quite positive. You have the, the floating LNG uh, operation that probably will start in, uh, in June. So monies from that operation will start coming to Mozambique public accounts. The forecast for the agriculture year from the Ministry of Agriculture point of view is pretty uh, pretty positive. There is a sense that eventually COVID will be over, over in the sense that not as uh, aggravating to the economy as it was, it was uh, before, which uh, gives uh, an additional input. And so this is quite uh, these are quite positive features which are uh, i think that's where banks have been based to look on a positive side related to to the economy in mozambique yes indeed they do mention agriculture which they say um, has benefited both from a better rainy season um, and also from the sustenta program which is a uh, very large um, well-funded program. I forget the exact figures uh, of money coming from the World Bank to be to be invested in small and medium agriculture enterprises. And like you say, COVID is obviously a, a huge determining factor. And Mozambique uh, now says it has enough vaccines for everyone um, and has done, um, I mean, it's still a relatively low level of vaccination by global standards, but um, doing a lot better than it was. And I suppose perhaps the uh, having the Omicron wave infecting so many people uh, in a relatively mild way will also be helping general immunity or, or uh, you know, the, the, the ability of the, the population to, to fight off uh, coronavirus variants. 
let's move on quickly to um, another big story this week, uh, a tragic story of a very serious road crash in Zambezia, the district of Mopea. Can you tell us, Fernando, broadly what, what happened here? Well, uh, basically, the, the the story at this point is not just the crash and uh, the the figures in terms of victims, 28, 28 dead. It's the problem how uh, authorities have reacted and there's uh, serious accusations of indifference in terms of the tragedy supporting the families of the deceased uh, people taking uh, taking action in terms of uh, investigating the causes of of the accident so uh, today three three days after uh, after the, the the crash probably the the council of ministers is uh, is meeting to discuss to discuss the issue and measures can be taken at uh, at a central uh, level, which uh, shows you now uh, the importance of uh, of uh, this accident in Zambezia, a province that usually uh, votes for uh, the opposition. It's a province known mostly as a, a Renamo uh, a Renamo province, and those things have strong impact on uh, on people there so these are the the problem with uh, with uh, with this accident which uh, big accidents are very common in mozambique yeah 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 like you say the, the the government's come out pretty poorly by being seen to do nothing so i suppose they now want to be seen to do something the question is what they if they actually are going to do anything just to give you an example uh, on lack of coordination uh, most of the people were about to arrive to their destination, which is on the banks of Zambezi River in Shimwara. Uh, so uh, there was a decision taken to have the bodies back in Kliman, so meaning uh, 100 uh, kilometers up. So this forced the families come up from Shimwara to Kliman to identify the bodies uh, so paying for that transport and now paying for the transportation back for them and also for the the the, the coffins to organize the funerals 100 kilometers down downward. So uh, this this uh, is just a, a very simple uh, decision uh, decision that should have been taken on the spot where. To locate the bodies, where to have uh, the bodies to be identified, since there is a list in a minibus. All minibuses usually travel with a list of people and with phone numbers to contact near family persons in order to be contacted when such this kind of tragedies uh, happen. So there was a lot of uncoordinated actions uh, during this accident and again and again this also show uh, that uh, the governor was moving on uh, on one direction and the secretary of state moving on uh, the other direction and by the way 
both the governor and the secretary of state were on holidays and were not in Kliman at the time when the tragedy happened. Right. So the two the two parallel levels of government there um, working in opposite directions at the provincial level. Right. We've lost Fernando there. There the uh, vagaries of internet in rural Mozambique, or at least not exactly rural, but not in Maputo today. Uh, so I will come on to the final topic, which is um, tropical storm or tropical depression. And it's not turned into the cyclone that was feared, but it still caused um, a large amount of damage along coastal areas of uh, Nampula and Zambezia provinces. Um, but the worst could be yet to come. It's, it's weakened in terms of wind speed, but it's going to drop a hell of a lot of rain, I think, up the Zambezi uh, Valley over the coming couple of days, looking at the forecasts. Countries inland of Mozambique, Zimbabwe and Malawi are also bracing for this. Um, but if we get a lot of rain up there, that, that runs into Mozambique's water systems as well. So there's definitely a risk of flooding in, um, in those central and northern provinces, one to look out for over the coming days. Peter Bofin is an analyst with two decades experience living in East Africa, in particular Tanzania and is a recognised expert on the region's politics, the oil and gas industry, and nowadays on violent extremism. He's been working with Cabaligado for about a year now, bringing a valuable regional perspective to our analysis of the conflict in northern Mozambique. For the latest monthly report, Peter's written a fascinating analysis of the propaganda used by Islamic State's Central Africa province, known as ISCAP, which covers Mozambique, um, and looks at the competition IS or ISCAP provides to Al-Shabaab, the Somali group, which is much more established in East Africa. Peter, your section in this month's uh, report starts with an analysis of some Al-Shabaab propaganda videos. How is that relevant to what's happening in Cabo Delgado in northern Mozambique? Uh, thank you. Uh, that, that, I think that was the question I was asking myself as soon as I started writing the piece. Um, instinctively, the... the, the well, there was a release of about seven uh, videos between over from mid-December to mid-January by um, by Al-Shabaab, part of their series, um, Inspire the Believers, which started in 2017, or at least it, was, it put out its first batch of videos in 2017. This is the second batch of videos that have come out. And they are, as in 2017, the, the videos are almost entirely in Swahili language, the regional language, aimed at a regional um, audience. And they feature Swahili-speaking recruits, some declaring themselves to be Tanzanian, others who sound Tanzanian by their, by their, by their Swahili, and others uh, from possibly Kenya or Uganda who are addressing a, uh, addressing a regional uh, sort of, uh, sort of Swahili-speaking audience and calling on them to, um, to join Al-Shabaab, to, 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 to undertake Hydra, uh, meaning to, 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 to move, move to defend, um, defend Islam. So I was, I, was, I was interested in why this might be, uh, might be relevant at the, at, the, at the moment, and wanted to just explore that uh, a little bit further. Okay, so what can you tell us about, about the content of these propaganda videos coming from, from each group? Right, the the, the Al-Shabaab videos are very quite quite, um, quite formulaic. Um, it's it's a, each each features one one fighter, either giving sort of uh, justification for 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 Hydra for violent for moving migrating to undertake violent jihad, 
um, either with reference to the Quran or and, and um, Hadithi, or through through personal testimony. So the the first uh, set of these videos back in 2017 came out around July August, which was a time when um, Islamic State affiliated groups were particularly busy. Firstly, in Tanzania, in Pwani region, where there was a, a sort of a proto insurgency uh, being put down at that time by Tanzanian security security forces, and it was just a couple of months before. Um, before the Cabo, Cabo Delgado insurgency itself uh, kicked off. These incidents were, of course, linked. Uh, many many of the leaders of the Tanzanian proto-insurgency fled to Mozambique, and others fled to the Democratic Republic of Congo, um, and giving us a sense of the, the, the regional span of that, uh, of that network um, of organizations that were, that were to become affiliated formally with, um, with Islamic State. Currently... We've had uh, the 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 Ashba videos come out at a time when the the insurgency in Cabo Delgado is showing considerable resilience um, against the uh, the international interventions from SADC and from Mozambique's agreement with Rwanda, and they come at a time when Islamic State uh, centrally is taking uh, is clearly taking a much greater interest in what's going on in Mozambique. It has done for quite some time in, in, in Democratic Republic of Congo, but we've seen over the last uh, few months, particularly since November, uh, consistent incident reporting by Islamic State Central Media Bureau, um, high-level or prominent coverage of uh, Mozambique in its weekly newspaper on Napa, and more alarmingly for um, sort of for, for for local for, for well regional governments is um, well pers- persistent. Uh, Swahili language propaganda from Islamic State, which is um, multimedia uh, using uh, easily accessible open social media platforms, and is um, pretty well produced and yeah, effectively distributed to you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people across the region on a weekly basis through um, podcasts, um, uh, visual memes, um, uh, text posts on Facebook and, 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 and a certain amount of stuff through the, the more closed social media channels such as Telegram and Element. Is, um, is Swahili the main lingua franca for both these groups, Al-Shabaab and IS, Central Africa province? Uh, no, well, not, not, not for Al-Shabaab. When Al-Shabaab uh, Al-Shabaab's political vision is, is um, sort of rooted in greater Somalia. Um, and it's that, that, that's sort of the end game to which, it, to which, to which it's moving. Whereas Islamic State and its its affiliates operating within the region are much more um, uh, becoming, uh, certainly in DRC and and, and in in in, um, in Mozambique, much more theocratic in in, in outlook, and transnational and transnational in um, in operations, fundraising, and recruitment, and mutual support uh, in a way that that uh, that Al Shabaab isn't. Al Shabaab brings draws everything into the centre. Whereas you have a, a more complex supportive network uh, within the region that supports um, groups affiliated with Islamic State, and in terms of recruitment, Al Shabaab has the funds to uh, to recruit um, across the region. It's it's one of the few sort of non-state armed groups in the continent which is, has has a, a financial surplus. It's it's doing very well through its uh, its uh, taxation structures within Somalia. It has a lot of money to uh, support its its, its re- regional uh, propaganda and recruitment. Maybe not so much for um, the IS affiliated groups who may who may be more dependent on external support. 
and certainly in, in capital Gado, even the, even despite the size of the the, the insurgency, it is to some extent a sort of bootstrapped operation uh, if you compare it to Al Shabab. Right, but you um, you conclude in your piece that that this uh, competition between the two groups in East Africa may be leading IS at a central level to be devoting more resources towards towards Mozambique. So. This um this competition between two extremist groups might be exacerbating the issue that Mozambique has um, by by uh, making the terror group there better resourced. Well, certainly, if if it does, um, and we hear from sort of sources on the ground um, across the region that that there is still movement from across the region into into Capital Gado. So re- re- recruitment is, is is presumably still taking place. People are not being put off by by the intervention uh, interventions, and and you have a, um, a sort of growing corpus of of, of online uh, materials uh, designed to uh, propagandize people in that direction. It's it's, it's a little alarming. But what, what, one of the the one of the interesting um, aspects of the of both Al Shabab and ISIS. Propaganda is is the the struggle to 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 claim the the, the memory and thinking and the influence of uh, Sheikh Abu Drogo, who is a or was a Kenyan cleric based in a mosque in Mombasa, who was um, um, sanctioned or, or uh, put on the list by uh, the United Nations in twenty twelve, I think in July twenty twelve, and was was was. Um, Murdered the next month. Kenyan state security services are usually suspected in that he was shot, but he was he was a very uh, charismatic figure with direct links to Al Shabab. He was involved uh, in recruitment and financing for Al Shabab and for its uh, Kenyan affiliate uh, known as Al Hijra, which he was involved in setting up. But his his the the clips of there there are so many clips of of Rogo. Uh, uh, from his Mombasa days, um, preaching against um, against secular democracy and promoting promoting violent violent violent, violent jihad, and these are on constant rotation on Facebook, um, primarily by Islamic State supporting groups, but also uh, he he's still regularly appearing in, for, in in all of these videos released over over December and January and back in twenty seventeen, all of them I think except for one. Um, so it, it um, yet yeah, it, it's a difficult environment for, for so for the people who are the uh, the targets of this propaganda, uh, both of them are both groups are probably quite effectively using the the, the only sort of charismatic transnational char- charismatic uh, sort of jihadist thinker if you like or ideologue with a with a transnational reach. Both of them have latched onto him. And probably the 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 Dar es Salaam shooter, who I think it was in August last year, who killed uh, four people on the street in Dar es Salaam, Hamza Mohammed, was according to the police, uh, the Tanzanian um, CID, um, had propaganda material from both IS and Al Shabaab um, on his devices, probably for both sides, featuring this uh, charismatic uh, figure who, who 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 speaks in a language that resonates resonates across the region and hits on issues that are sort of politically resonant in different ways. So it's it it may lead to um this competition for the to 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 to, to be the, the, the bearers of, of uh Rogu's ideology may have other sort of unpredictable sort of consequences beyond the, the very unpredictable case of a lone a lone uh, 
didn't like the chair, but but Logan Wolf um, incident that we saw in um, in Dar es Salaam in December, which was quite unprecedented in East Africa. Yeah, a charismatic ideologue who's also a martyr. What could be more perfect? Indeed, yes, and it may be that, that uh, and of course Hamza's uh, Hamza Mohammed's um, the killings he did and his own demise may well be sort of the, the sort of unpredictable outcome of this very complex. Uh, and um, um, a propaganda environment that, that many, so many people are exposed to. Okay, so and to, to, to bring things uh, right up to date, so the latest edition of um, IS's uh, weekly publication, El Naba, the, um, the Africa section is apparently all about Mozambique. So clearly they're seeing their activities in Mozambique as a, a key propaganda point um, that, that, that looks good for them, even though... Uh, the tide has somewhat turned in the conflict since the introduction of foreign troops. It's 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 interesting trying to tie um, what we're seeing online back back to Capital Gallo. You, you you need to do it firstly in reference to what's happening on the ground. We we do understand that within Tanzania, within Kenya, possibly Uganda, and almost certainly in Somalia itself, there is um, competition for recruits between the two organisations. And one of them, as I said earlier, Al Shabaab being, being being very well resourced, so that's that's another issue driving it. So 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 Capital Gado has become like the, this, uh, if you like this this uh, this magnet for recruitment that uh, Al Shabaab may see as um, as affecting its own recruitment prospects. But the how how this is reflected online is quite interesting in that Mozambique gets a lot of coverage now in in um, Islamic State official channels, but the 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 much more active channels that uh, are if you like IS affiliated and some of them uh, almost certainly coming backed by Central Media Bureau, they're not dwelling on issues of grievances particular to Cabo Delgado. And whenever they do, which may which maybe uh, say um, references to say the 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 African alliances, which is how the um, the intervening forces are referred to, that's always put in an international context. So you may have reference to French interests in Cabo Delgado, immediately a comparison made to French interests in West Africa. So you see this especially on the Facebook uh, propaganda accounts that are uh, affiliated to to Islamic State. Where they surprisingly don't focus on granular issues related to 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 Mozambique, anything related to specific incidents in the region is is, is always in the general context of Islamic states' uh, more, more global struggle. <clears throat> the messages that messages they're sending out are much more uh, much more of an ideological bent, um, as opposed to the 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 Ashabad messages in those videos, which were especially the ones of personal testimony. And they they also they also speak very uh, directly um, towards Kenyan intervention in 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 Somalia and target Kenya, um, whereas the the Islamic State propaganda is uh, it, it, it it's 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 broader. So an example of a couple of things that came up recently, uh, just yesterday or the day before, uh, visual memes of religious and political leaders in Tanzania being denounced as, as in the meet within the within the the frame of the meme as being being. Um, uh, ungodly or, or um, anti-Islam or hypocr- hypocrites, hypocritical being the usual uh, accusation made against them. The sort of the accompanying text does not go into any great detail. It doesn't even name any of the figures in the pictures, uh, but in sort of quite fluent, powerful language, uh, discusses discusses issues of um, 
of the of the hypocrisies of secular and mainstream religious leaders. So that there's there this it's almost it's almost a, a willful avoidance of getting into the nitty gritty of national politics, and uh, always trying to put something in a, in a transnational um, and ideological frame. Thank you ever so much, Peter. Um, that's been a fascinating discussion, which I'm sure our, our listeners would also greatly appreciate. And we look forward to having you back on either after the next month or even before. Thanks again. Thank you. We'll be taking a break from the podcast tomorrow on Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday with more analysis from the Caballigado team um, and more analysis of the biggest stories over the preceding 48 hours with me, Tom Bowker, and Fernando Lima. Um, but for now, thanks very much for listening. Do subscribe, tell everyone you know about it, share us on social media. And like I say, we'll be back on Thursday. <laughs>